Hey, this is Bruce Boudreau, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. Everybody and welcome back to episode 176 of Empty Betters. I am your host Harrison Scholes. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host Nick Manella. What's going on, my friend? Uh, I am very, very sad because hockey season is at an end. Uh, opened the app today, kind of just by habit. Looked for like what time the next game was, and I was like, oh shit, October. So it sucks. It just sucks. One of those harsh realities that hit me last night in the third period where it's like, oh, I'm not going to see this again until October. And yep. it's like, that's a long time away. Um, so it is a sad reality, but I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host up in Milwaukee, Mac Vogel. What's going on, my friend? Yeah, retweet. Big retweet there. Um, I mean, I will say the saving grace. We still got the Hershey Bears going in the uh, Calder Cup playoffs, so Definitely plan to tune into the last couple of games of that. And then uh, it's all in on the O's now, baby. Go O's, huh? Yeah. I am definitely down for that one. Gunnar Henderson looks incredible lately, so that's good news for us Baltimore Orioles fans. But I believe they're actually going to be in Jackson's neck of the woods here very shortly, if I'm not mistaken. Going to toss it across the screen to Mr. Jackson Gross over in Illinois. What's going on, my friend? Uh, not much. Um, kind of sad the hockey season's over as well. I, between school and everything I had going on, I was able to tune into a whole bunch. So seeing a nine to three game at the end of the season was not what I was hoping for. Um, and I'm excited to, for next season to get rolling around should be interesting one, uh, across the entire league, but it's going to be hard for me because unlike you boys, I have the the Cubs to root for who are run by two morons. <laughs> so, oh God, the less hey, said about them, the better. Uh, we, we know all about, well, at least owner who is moron. Uh, we'll see how that plays out over the next couple of seasons. I think but, you're going to uh, feel a little bit better come hockey season, Jay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Conor Bedard era is going to make me feel so much better considering yeah. Outside of the Bears, all Chicago sports are in the shit right now. <laughs> How fast are you ordering that jersey when it comes out? Uh, ooh, let's see. Depending on, I'll probably ask it for a Christmas gift because there you go. Student loan payments are coming, baby. They are. Now, <laughs> what AliExpress is for? You get, the, you get the standard red, or are you gonna get like a black one? I don't think I get a black one. I'll see okay. what like their new like reverse retros are gonna be. Okay. For yeah. this upcoming year, something like they're that. They're done though, aren't they? Because it's mm-hmm. fanatics. So well, I think, I think they, it's that the program's over. Yeah. Well, the new, yeah, there's no more reverse retros. I think this is the last season with Adidas. And then if mm-hmm. you want, Jay, yeah, you could patiently wait and upgrade to a wonderful fanatics jersey. I'm sure they'll be great quality. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that fanatics yeah. didn't start this coming season. That's good. No, I think it starts 24, 25. Okay. That's oh, okay. Yeah, but, but I think Adidas is kind of done. Reverse um, retro is dead. I think they yeah. said they might do like one or two alternates yeah. for people, but yeah. Sucks. Did you notice the the gear on the ice last night for the, the Golden oh. Knights? We'll talk about that in a second. That was Fanatics. 
It was. I, I uh, noticed. <laughs> you could tell. Yeah. yeah. You know, like those like shitty, like, and not now, because obviously it's changed a lot, but like you guys remember when like you were kids and like you would go on the boardwalk in Ocean City and get like a really shitty screen printed like, like 80s airbrush, airbrush yep. trucker hat or like t-shirt. Or like all... a Batman, like yeah, exactly. Or something. Yeah. Or like the like the old school, like my opinion, the peak of art, like the SpongeBob with like the bling rings and like he's Ooh, got yeah. like a gun in his hand. And, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> The peak of art. Rick and yeah. Morty smoking a blonde or exactly. something like that. Like the yeah. Calvin and Hobbes where he's like peeing on something. It's yep. like peeing oh, on the Dallas yeah. Cowboys logo. Yeah, it's like totally. only saw that a thousand times in right. high school. So right. Wow. Vegas, it sounds like your team uh, championship <laughs> gear is really good according to Nick. So that's uh, that's his thoughts <laughs> on that. We're going to talk about the, uh, the Stanley Cup. Obviously, Vegas just won game five. I think the final score was nine to three. I lost count. Uh, mm -hmm. no one had that on their bingo card. So, uh, but Borowski almost putting up a, a double digit performance is, uh, one for the ages, I'll say. So did they leave him in the whole time? I cut away when it was, they like, did. That's, they did. I would never play for that franchise again. If they did that to me, I don't know though. I feel like in that game, I mean, we'll talk about it in a bit, but it's almost like it's so lose, lose. If you're like Paul Maurice or like, like true, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, you can't, I don't, win. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I don't necessarily disagree with with the choice to leave him in. But like I said, there's really no good choice when you're down like 6-1 or whatever the fuck it was. Well, we will get to that momentarily. But before we do, just want to say a thank you for all the feedback from the RA episode. That was a great one. Um, greatly appreciate everybody sharing that. I know I had a bunch of people texting me. They were sending that to people. So all that support is greatly appreciated. And we are going to get to the question of the day here shortly. Um, I'll toss it off to Mac for that. And then we'll talk Stanley Cup. Word. Okay. Last question of the day of the uh, hockey season here. And I like this one. I, I just cooked this one up a few minutes ago. Um, all right. Which of the following three professions would be the hardest to just like step into as the person that you are right now with no formal training and do for, I don't know if I want to say a week or a month. Let's go a month. Let's go one full month. Um, and after we talk about these three, y'all can feel free to suggest other ones that are maybe even harder that I didn't think of, but the three that came to mind, number one, a police officer on duty in any major like metropolitan city. <laughs> Again, no formal training. Like, so however well you know how to use like a weapon right now, that's, that's it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, number two, a teacher in any, uh, like a sixth grade teacher Oof. in like oh. any major metropolitan oh. area or <laughs> the Pope. Oh, gosh. Oh, I could be a great Pope. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. <laughs> I knew you guys were going to jump at that one because it doesn't involve guns or corralling or kids children. on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but in like, a, let's say in any given one month span as the Pope, you have to give like at least one like major like speech to like a giant crowd and then also like, I don't know, a bunch of like formal like visits Catholic and like or something. blessings <laughs> okay. or something. Things, yeah. I, I don't really even know what the Pope does exactly, but 
<laughs> that's you know uh, what he does he gets he stands up he goes that within the name of the center the left wing and the right wing amen true. i bless this hockey team <laughs> yep, so yep yep and he wears so, the helmet the, right. the hockey helmet <laughs> the big jofa helmet the <laughs> fish bowl yeah yeah so th- we're answering which one would be the easiest or the hardest, hardest? well the either hardest. one i guess which one yeah which one are you picking sure we can start there like which one would easiest? i pick yeah okay Bear in mind, for the Pope, you're also writing the city-state of the Vatican City. So you're not only a religious yeah. figure, you are yeah, also you're, a you're, political Exactly, leader. yeah. I failed to mention that because, once again, I don't really We had to have one scholar on here. <laughs> oh, no, I literally just looked it up while you guys oh. were talking. So I feel okay. like I would have a ton of fun like riding around in the back of that Pope mobile because you know how it's just like a glass box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would That's a win-win for me. Like, okay. no one can get in sign me up i would just do like fake like miming like i can't get out like just to make people laugh or something all right oh my god if you made me pick one i think i'd pick teacher honestly really yeah and i know again it's like you know know. it's like a a poor school like a, a tough a tough school that doesn't have a lot of funding and like you don't have a lot of help from your other coworker. Like it's kind of a shit show. Middle schoolers are terrifying. Exactly. Too. They yeah. are the worst. Don't listen. The worst. You don't want to do what the fuck. And also like in this situation, you're like a new teacher. You're like the, the sub for the month or whatever. So you're getting no. Oh my God. <laughs> all right. That would have been good to know up front. Um, in all, all right. these situations, you are new and everyone knows you're new. So like you're the brand new Pope. Which oh, makes it harder because everyone's like, oh, my God, there's a new pope. We got to go see you. Oh, shit. Well, so everyone's some... excited about it. Yeah. And like, it, cop, you know, you're, like a, you're like a rookie cop. So all the other fucking cops are probably like right, on your I'm, ass and shit. Like, I'll take teacher. I'll, I'll take teacher. Yeah. Not saying not saying it's easy I, by any means. I got a lot of right. love for teachers. I have yeah. family that's teachers. But I feel like I could handle kids better than criminals or interviews or <laughs> political speeches. So I'm going to go teacher. All right. I'm going to have to hop on that bandwagon. I know, especially my brother's <laughs> just about to become a teacher. He's going to be a rookie teacher. Um, so I know how tough that is, but I don't want to be handling a gun for the first time in my life and have to be a police officer or give religious speeches when I know nothing <laughs> I mean, it's about possible what's you don't in the Bible. To, like, so. uh, I guess if you're, I was going to say it's possible you won't have to use the gun, but like if it's I, I mean, within a, a month, course of a, a full month. month in like any major metropolitan city, yeah. you're probably Shit's at least gonna drawing it. Once. Domestic yeah. violence dispute, and you got to yeah. separate like a yeah. married couple. Like, yeah, that, no thanks. I'd rather get vomited putting people in the drunk tank, like than, left and right. Any that. <laughs> uh, Nick, what's yours? I think oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Pope just because my brain is like I could have way too much fun with this, and if it's only for a month, anyways, I'm probably gonna get depoped or impeached or whatever the correct also, term. Also, I should yeah, I should mention that like no one knows you're only doing this for a month. Like you start it and everyone just thinks you're this for however long and then Ooh. when the month ends you just magically get to leave and like don't say anything. Like I would love to do like a full on Catholic match with you know, I'm not Catholic or anything, but like with just not even knowing what to do and just not even knowing what you think you like, should do what's going on. Like I'd be playing surfing bird, I would be like watching like a <laughs> hockey game on my phone that I'd been betting on or something and like screaming at it. Um, like yeah, just something like that to make a complete circus of it. I'm also yeah. gonna be the Pope. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> 
And just so you know, okay. you can't actually be removed <laughs> from office if you're the Pope. You stay in, so you can't be depoped. Beautiful. So you'd have to. Yeah. You'd, ha- you'd have to get. You'd have to die. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or or you, yeah. you can resign. I think there was a Pope okay. who resigned. I'll, I'll go ahead and resign, but we'll table the other options. I hope now. that I'm not so bad that I get a cap in my large hat. Uh, I would probably make it 30, like 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh, that is actually a very good question. Very good um, question. Do, do any other professions come to mind that, that you think should have been in this conversation before we move on? Call miner. Ooh. Firefighter. Yeah. That, that's just like, do you want to sign up to like die early? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Firefighter too. Jay just Firefighter is tough for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, I would also say like an oil worker, like one of the, one of those rigs in the middle of the ocean. Deadliest catch. Ooh. Ice truckers. Yeah. Before I, before I get canceled by any listeners out there, I just want to go out and say, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like pick what I thought are the three hardest jobs. I just, I don't really know why I chose those three. The three, those are just kind of the ones I decided on. It's just the QOTD. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That uh, that reminded me of a a similar question that my friend and I always go back and forth on. It's like, would you rather be like a running back in the NFL for a play, be on the penalty kill for like a two minute shift and have to block shots, or the third one I can't remember is like being the paint in a basketball game. It's like you can't really win on any of those. Or like be. Like a catcher in the MLB for like a oh, whole inning or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank, thank you. you. No, <laughs> I would die. Good uh good QOTD Mac. I like having the uh the multiple choice there. That was a good little twist. Yeah, I'm trying to switch up the uh the format of these, not have them all be the same. So for sure. Just a reminder that that QOTD was brought to you by Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It is Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, brackish life. All right, let's uh, do our Stanley Cup final wrap-up. Vegas obviously wins the game-clinching Game 5 at home. 9-3 Nine to three against the Florida Panthers. Jonathan Marchishow is your con Smythe winner. He becomes the first undrafted player since Wayne Gretzky to do so back in 1988. I think it's worth noting that Mark Stone netted a hat trick, and Jonathan Quick, Alec Martinez, and Phil Kessel all become three time Stanley Cup champions. Thoughts, comments. Ooh. Oh come on! They I hate no, no. It's not Vegas. I'm. I really. I was indifferent to them winning. I just hate that Jonathan Quick and uh, Alec Martinez had oh, the same have number of Stanley Cups as Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. So that's all I have to say. Out of those, it's three, at least like Martinez like played the whole playoffs too. Yeah, Quick. That's it's true. like it's like. You know, and Kessel yeah. too. And Kessel. Well, no, yeah. Kessel's allowed. That's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I will um, say this though, it's like in the celebration, you know which you knew which one was Phil. That's all I'm gonna say. But oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, so I'll say this. Um I was a little let down by Mark Stone's reaction. I was like, okay, he's gonna like get fired up. We're gonna get an F bomb that's bleeped out, like we're like some type of like ruha. I don't know. I guess Ovechkin's celebrations like, I was just ingrained about to say, in my nobody brain. Nobody is 
nobody's yeah. touching that one like the all yeah. the frustration that those guys went through i don't think anyone's ever gonna like until the leafs win i don't think anyone's ever gonna yeah. like and who knows if these players will even or mcdavid one maybe there, we so. could see that yeah. Right. yeah but we all know that guy shows no emotion period so. yeah uh the ov one because it was in the same building so i guess it for me it was like he's gonna go berserk and he just didn't i was like damn that's kind of a letdown yeah. ov and then honestly big z had a good one too true that one's pretty awesome oh yeah yeah um dude like he's just such like a good old like winnipeg boy he was just like vibrating with excitement in that interview you could tell he like was having a hard time making words and i i love when that happens to hockey players because they just default to like the normal hockey player robot answer and he's like yeah you know we were just out there battling it's great to do it with 30 of my best friends you know like just like the stereotypical like hockey dude answers that my, was awesome. i was watching with two buddies and one of them made a really good point he was like i don't think we'll ever see he's like i don't think i've ever seen a hockey player interview like after a championship like i think he compared it to uh who was it uh sherman the the um yeah richard, richard sherman, sherman. Who, who was like oh they sucked or whatever like just, oh the crabtree thing yeah, exactly yeah. like game. like he was he was just like i don't think we'll ever see an nhl player like like trash the uh, like they're they have nothing but respect because they're all just a bunch of like good old canadian boys who are just like oh you know they deserve to win too and and you know it it, it could have been theirs just as easily so hats off to yeah. them they they really <laughs> battled and like it's so true though like it is so true although i could have seen jack eichel taking some pot shots or something yeah I was, I like, his, his interview i was like i was about to tear up with him when he was yeah. like when he was saying all the stuff about like, man, the way they let me come in here and get the surgery and just like, it made me like coming to the rink again. Like you could just feel the, the raw, like it made emotion. the Sabres look real dumb. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, Eichel played unbelievable in that clinching game. I think he had three assists. He was all over the ice. Mark Stone had the hat trick. As I mentioned, he becomes the first player since Peter Forsberg in 96 to score a hat trick in a Stanley Cup final game. I think it's worth noting Forsberg also scored his hat trick against the Florida Panthers. I think it's the first hat trick in a cup clinching game itself since like 1922 or something absurd like that. I read ever. I don't even know. Tungsten arm O'Doyle or exactly. whatever. <laughs> We're it, back it to this again. Swift Jimmy yeah. McCracken or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yep, yep. That's that's a crazy stat. Um, I think another crazy stat, maybe the craziest stat, is Jack Eichel is the first player to ever win the Stanley Cup that has made more than $10 million in a season. That's nuts. It's, that is crazy. And it's crazy because, like, I mean, we talk about, like, Oh, McDavid should be in the playoffs. Like he's really going to elevate his game when he gets to the playoffs. Austin Matthews should be in the playoffs. I mean, haven't seen him yet, but yeah. like, look at what this guy does in his first outing in the postseason. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. I shouldn't say ten million in a season. I I would be remiss if I didn't correct myself. It's ten million dollars AAV on the contract. I don't know what Ovechkin was making the year he won it in that exact season, but nonetheless. Uh, a pretty wild stat. Um, so kudos to the Golden Knights. They were clearly the better team. I feel like once they beat Edmonton, it was just like the floodgates open and they went batshit crazy. I think we kind of have to talk about the the layover or the layoff for Florida. I mean, second mm-hmm. longest ever. We can't you can't say at this point that that didn't affect them. 
what was it 12 days off i think you said 10 days yeah 10 days yeah it just kind of put them into like a little cat nap basically you know yeah (laughs) here we go again (laughs) um yeah i i I guess people do kind of overlook that myself included um this is always the one part of the uh post stanley cup part of the season that i think people open their eyes a lot at is the injuries that guys played through um kachuk i know that was the big headline going into game five he did not dress for game five he played through games three and four with a broken sternum apparently his teammates were helping him put his gear on in the locker room and his brother brady was helping him get out of bed in the morning yeah that's that's insane that's brutal ouch i mean yeah and i think that goes back to the colasar hit that happened in game three i believe so yep i mean that's pretty insane that he came back in that game scored the game tying goal and then played the next game too that's insane Uh, these guys are just built different and then there's the kachucks they're built very different um so kudos to, to matthew for gutting that out through games three and four aaron ekblad played with a broken foot two shoulder dislocations and an oblique tear i mean i don't know I, that's like basically put him in the star wars like darth vader outfit at that point. serious it's insane yeah. yeah like how i don't even understand how that's possible it's like the what's the dude from spongebob when they're selling chocolate it's like every morning <laughs> yeah. i break my oh arms, yeah and every yeah, night exactly. i break my legs or something it's like yeah. you know. yep. it, they literally put him together with like duct tape and enough painkillers to kill yeah. a horse. He's yeah. the the Black Knight from Monty Python. It's like <laughs> his arms just keep like falling off. Yeah, <laughs> literally like Anakin Skywalker, limbs cut off. Whole oh, nine yards. So, uh, kudos to Ekblad, man. I mean, he got some heat in the finals. Didn't really play his best, but when you read this, it's like okay, you gotta gotta get the guy some slack. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Schlempo, he played through a torn meniscus. Gudis, he played through the entire cup final with a high ankle sprain. Uh, and then this one just came over. Brandon Montour might even miss the start of the season. He played through a torn labrum. Oof. Yeah, Damn. that's rough. I mean, the, uh, not enough people are talking about uh, the Schlempo torn meniscus one, you know? That's that's uh, that's one I haven't heard a lot about. Did I say it wrong? <laughs> Did I say it wrong? Schlemp. No, no, no. That's yeah. That's that's how you say it. What number does he wear? I forget. I have no. What? what? what am I crazy? I'm looking at the notes. It says Schlempo. <laughs> I just put that I in mean... there to see if you would read it. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I was gonna say I was like I don't even know who Schlempo is. Like Schlempo played torn meniscus, bro. I've been exposed now. <laughs> I was reading. I was like, "Who's Schlemp?" It's like, what? Like, I love how you just read it with that. Like, just uh, let's see what else. Schlempo. Uh, well, because I was scared. I was. I was reading it. I was like, I don't know how to say this name, but I'm just gonna say it real casually. Like, see. If Saw Mac it. type that in there, and I was like, "Oh, I have no idea where this is going." I yeah. tried typing it while no one was looking at oh. the back, but uh, oh. anyway. I have. I have a Sorry. torn brain now. It's my but, end uh, of the year prank. I had to do it. It was a good one. I'll give you that. I, I played it off well, though. No one would have known. You did. It would have been like a oh, seventh D-man. Yeah, no yeah. big deal. I, I guarantee you, like, realized people... it because, like, for the last, like, five minutes, I was trying not to laugh, and I, I was, like, making eye contact with him, and he was just, like, shaking his head at me like he knew what I did. Oh, God. All right. Uh, I guarantee you someone was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I was like, oh, Dave Schlempo. Yeah. Like, Dave Schlempo. That's a There you go. Like, Hats off to Schlempo. Yeah. Uh... Do you guys think the Panthers are going to 
like be good next year? I mean, I, I do. Feel, you, you think so? Yeah. I think like what they just did is going to make a lot of people want to play there. Oh, is, yeah. is Spencer Knight coming back? Hopefully. I mean, like that could be a big thing if he comes back from the, uh, he's in the assisted players program, right? Yep. Yeah. So yeah. maybe, maybe he comes back. Maybe, uh, what Bob is still signed for like a while. Right. Yep. yep. I've heard, uh, there's rumors that Debrinket could be interested there. I could see yeah. that. Yep. It's, uh, it's going to be an interesting off season for sure. That's going to be on a future episode, but, uh, Honestly, I'd love to say it was a great Stanley Cup final. It really wasn't. It was kind of a blowout. Vegas was much better. Um, so shout out to the Vegas Golden Knights. And because Mac pranked me, I will bring this up. Mac, I believe a couple months ago <laughs> when TDO was on and Nick was gone, I forced you to make a hot take. So I'm not going to hold you fully accountable to this. I deserve this. But do you want to remind the folks of what your hot take was? I believe right around March one or somewhere around there. Yeah, I will. So um, I said right around that time <laughs> that I thought there was a high chance that the Vegas Golden Knights do not make the playoffs. And my reasoning was because of the goaltending situation. I was like, they've got yeah. a, a billion injured goalies and Mark Stone, I think at the time had either just come back or, that might've been when he had like come back and then like left again briefly. Mm -hmm. And that like, there was just a lot of injury questions, a lot of question marks. Eichel really wasn't playing that well at the time. So I don't know. There was just a lot of reason to doubt. And I mean, honestly, Aiden Hill is the one that proved me wrong. I think, yeah. I think that's uh, really the, the breaking point there. Otherwise I could have been right. Maybe, although he didn't really play that big of a role in getting them into the playoffs, I suppose. But um yeah, I fully uh, – I ate shit on that one for sure. I mean, it, I'm not going to lie to you. It, it, it kind of made sense in the moment, but it's just so crazy how that – Well, they were, like, chasing, aged. too. I think in the standings they were, like, third in the division and everybody yeah. else was barking right up their, up their ass. So, yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Pretty wild. Um, so, yeah, that just about does it. Uh, Vegas wins the cup. Florida has a bunch of injuries. Uh, the parade for Vegas will be Saturday night on the strip. Uh, what could possibly oh, go wrong? Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm kind of disappointed. I thought we were going to see some cooler videos out at the clubs last night. Uh, didn't see a whole lot that where I was like, eh, I, like, I don't know. Usually you get some funny shit. I didn't see much. Yeah. And good for the guys, right? They get to blow off some steam and don't have to worry about looking like assholes the next day. And I, I want to give Phil Kessel the uh, the quote of the night. Jackie Redman asked him how he was going to celebrate with the boys. And he said, it's going to be a fun night. I'm just going to try to not throw up, which I think we can all relate to at one point in our life. So yep. shout out, Phil. Uh, all right, let's move on to the discussion portion of the episode, which is presented by Kane Footwear, who I think Nick has a word from. I do. You guys heard Harry just list off all those injuries that those guys played with. Well, I know how they can get on the road to recovery, and that's by using the Cane Revive. Made with bounce back foam, made from sugarcane technology. It's good for you, it's good for the environment, and it's good for your body to help recover after you work out. Head to the link in our bio today to get a pair of the most comfortable shoes you will ever own. Father's Day's coming up. Everyone knows, you know, go out there and get your dad a pair of canes. He's going to love it, whether he's grilling, doing yard work, name it, he'll love it. Amen. Uh, all right. Uh, for this discussion portion, we have two questions. Uh, the first one, and I'll ask you through this, uh, what is your favorite storyline to come out of the Knights winning the cup? Jackson, let's start with you. 
Oh, favorite storyline. That's tough. I mean, for me, it's got to be Marcia So uh, winning the Con Smythe, one of the former Florida Panthers guys, him and Riley Smith beating their former team to win a Stanley Cup on home ice. Third teams in the last eight seasons to win at home for the Stanley Cup. So I think that's my favorite. Uh, I love the, some of the answers Marshall so was giving last night uh, after he got the con smite. I think he's just a, a really great personality, another good Canadian boy, all that kind of good stuff. And I think I saw his, a, a video of him and his kids uh, afterwards on TikTok where the, his kids like, you won, daddy, you yeah, won. And then at the that. end of the video, he goes like, we're winners. I'm like, that just that's touched cool. my heart. So yeah, Jonathan Marshall, so lovable guy. Yeah, that was a cool moment. I, and his wife was there with him. It was it was real real touching. I agree. Uh, Mac, what was yours? I was also going to say that, but I'll I'll give my second one. Um, I'll go with Chandler Stevenson, just uh, kind of emerging as like a superstar for this team this postseason. I think he really just kind of. I mean, I'll, I'll be bold here. I'll make another bold take relating to the Vegas Gold Knights. I'm sure this will age really well. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they win the cup without Chandler Stevenson. I, th- I think he played that big of a role like that, that he mattered that much that maybe they don't get this far without him. I agree. Yeah. He scored twice in game three, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You probably don't win that game without him. Yep. He might've scored in game five, but there were so many goals. I can't remember. Right. I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think I got to go with as much as I, you know, have shit on this team and hated on this team and especially the group that was there from the inaugural season. It was cool to see those guys get the cup first, you know, as soon as Stone was done with it, it went right to Riley Smith, who I think then gave it to March so who then gave it to Carlson or I don't know, you know, fill in the order there. But you could tell that it meant a lot to those guys who had waited, you know, at least five or six years for it. Yeah, and I think for me, this probably won't come to a surprise to you guys, but Jack Eichel, man. I mean, a guy that I really like as a player. Uh, I love the way he plays. He's an American-born guy. He was, you know, kind of the Austin Matthews of USA Hockey before Austin Matthews because he was one year early and just had a brutal, brutal ending in Buffalo. We bitched about how much we had to talk about that trade rumor. He finally gets traded. And within a season of him getting there, here he is hoisting the cup and he led the team in scoring uh, in terms of points. So shout out to him, man. I mean, that's a to get surgery on your neck, come back, fight uh, and then win the cup. It's pretty remarkable. And I and I totally agree. And I think the other one, the obvious other one on the table is the Bruce Cassidy story. I I feel like we have to talk about that. I mean, just talk about a giant middle finger to the Bruins organization. Um, Yeah who probably should have been there. And how about him? How about him being like, you can't kick me out of the club. I'm in the club now. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. Yeah. 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 No, that was cool. We um, also ought to mention Aiden Hill. I also loved what he said when, uh, when they interviewed him, they're like, Aiden, can you believe this? He goes, I mean, no, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, no, I can't, but yeah. <laughs> I guess it's happening. So very honest. I love that. Um, for the second part of the discussion, uh, from a fan perspective, what were your thoughts on this year's Stanley Cup playoffs as a whole? Nick, let's start with you. I thought it started great. I thought the first round was one of the best first rounds we've ever had. And maybe we kind of jinxed it by saying that right after it happened, because I think it kind of went downhill from there. The second round was 
there's still a little something going on, but by the time we got to conference finals, you know, we've got, you know, multiple series that were at three, nothing and stuff like that. It was just, you know, not enjoyable. Yeah. Call a spade a spade. It was a total roller coaster drop. Um, you're at the top for round one and then it just goes down from there, like Nick said. But I think uh, for me, and I've said this on this podcast before, and even recently, I think, um, I think the, the direct reason for that is the uh, playoff format. Yeah. I think you bring it back to a one through eight and that, that probably uh, inverse, I think that, that brings the first round, you're at the bottom of the incline of the roller coaster and you're getting all the way up. And then the, the final is a drop. So Gary, your move. So true. Uh, like that. Yeah. It just needs to go back now. Yeah, I agree. Jay, what was yours? Yeah. I was just going to say, I think I agree. The first round was great. I just, I think we had some great matchups throughout the rest of the playoffs. It's just none of these series went as long as I think a lot of us wanted them to. I mean, Carolina and New Jersey was five games. Obviously, Eastern Conference was 4-0 sweep. Panthers and Maple Leafs was five games. And even like Vegas and Dallas was 3-0 Vegas before they finally took care of business. So I think even with some of the series that went longer, they weren't as competitive as we were hoping for. And especially on the Eastern Conference side, none of the series went as long as they probably should have, at least from an entertainment perspective. I, I just completely echo everything you guys said. Round one was electric. Everything else, I'm just going to be blunt, kind of sucked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we had one game seven overall after the first round, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I yep. mean, we had good games in there, here and there, but. Who did Dallas play in round two? I'm trying Seattle. Cracking. And that went seven, and I think that was the last one. Yep. Yep. Wow. Um, yeah. So that just kind of puts it in perspective. Uh Real quick, I just I'm curious. Is there one series that stands out to you as the best? Oh, for me, it's gonna be. I don't. I'm gonna say Seattle versus Colorado. That was a good one. For, just that for the fun. It was a competitive series. Um, actually, no, I'm gonna change my answer. It was Seattle and Dallas. That was a good one, too. Those last three games of that series were absolutely incredible, especially the last two. Like, so good. And even Seattle still fighting and getting a goal with, like, 15 seconds left in game seven on the road. I mean, that was just an incredible series to watch. And the fact that an expansion team um, in their second season made it to the second round after taking down the Stanley Cup champions. I mean, that's a good good of a playoff run as you can get for a second-year expansion team. I'd probably go maybe Bruins Panthers or uh um, That was a good one. Maybe Devils Rangers. Yeah, those were yeah. both great. I think I'd have to say Bruins Panthers. I mean, that was just so much fun to watch. But I mean, I had a lot of fun watching that Kings team too. I was gonna say, I think Actually, my... shit, that was a really good one. <laughs> totally <Didn't> forgot. Go... <laughs> Didn't go seven, but that that Kings Oilers series was sick. I had a lot of fun watching that one. Um so I might throw that in there. Jersey, New York was great. That game seven was, even though it was kind of a blow up, but then the Truba hit, it was kind of wild. It was like, holy crap. So overall, I'd give the playoffs, in my opinion, like a C plus. Yeah. B minus. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. Uh, all right. Let's move on to some league news, not pertaining to the cup. And then we will be out of here pretty quick. Uh, the Rangers, they've officially hired Peter Laviolette as their head coach. Nick and Mac, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. 
I don't really know what to think, to be honest, like, because I'm still kind of of the mindset that, and most Caps fans will skewer me for this one. Uh, but I'm kind of still of the mindset that like what happened in Washington the last couple of years is not really his fault. And like I've said multiple times, I don't really have any like bad blood towards him. Like most other Caps fans do. They're like, Oh my God, he wouldn't play the youth and blah, blah, blah. I hope the Rangers are ready to he never not called play up any McMichael. other young players. Yeah. Literally. It's like, dude, I don't fucking know what you want. I'm sure he'll be a good coach for the Rangers. I, I really think it'll be a fine move for them. I wouldn't even be surprised if it worked out really well for them. Yep. That's what I'm concerned about. Okay. I, I would agree with your, uh, your guys' assessments there. Uh, the Flames, they are hiring Ryan Huska as their next head coach. Uh, he's 47 years old, has been an assistant coach in Calgary since 2018, and was the head coach of the Stockton Heat uh, slash Anirondack Flames before that. So, yeah. Yeah. Good pat for him. Um, pat on the back to Harry for pronouncing that, by the way. For getting Adirondack. Yeah, I yeah. looked at that. It's I was like, pretty Bro. normal thing to say, but all right. <laughs> Couldn't. Nope, not for me. So. Um, yeah, interesting move in Calgary, uh, going with someone that's not a stuffy old dude. So um, good for them. Not in the old boys club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little bit of fresh blood. See if that gets Hubie's juices flowing over there has to i mean that team has to do something mm -hmm. because they are just in a tailspin right now oh man i cannot wait for the season preview boys because <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna what well, we're gonna shit on them and then they're gonna go win the Stanley up, Cup. Yeah. Yeah. i can't wait to make a bunch of really incorrect predictions again <laughs> uh the pittsburgh penguins have hired jason spezza as their assistant general manager don't think this comes as a surprise to many considering this is tubas's uh right wing man so right hand man so uh yeah pretty pumped cool we yeah. still don't have a gm so yeah. we'll see uh michael and andalor andalor and lauer and lauer yep has agreed to purchase the ottawa senators for 950 million u.s dollars uh he is the longtime owner of the ohl's Hamilton Bulldogs, as well as owning a minority stake in the Montreal Canadiens. So uh, Snoop Dogg lost out, but I guess this guy becomes a winner. Apparently, this is like a move people are very excited about, too, because um, he's obviously going to have to get rid of his share in the Habs, but he's like a total hockey guy, like apparently still plays beer league as a goalie and just oh, loves it. It's funny because in the notes, it actually says uh, he purchased the Ottawa Senators for around 950 US dollars. <laughs> yeah, I added the million. I made sure of that. Definitely. Yeah, I wasn't going to get uh, I mean, I wouldn't have been that I mean, surprised. Honestly. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> around 950 US dollars. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, they have hired Patrick Sharp as a special advisor to hockey operations. A lot of change going over there in Philly. Uh, Jonesy gave his farewells on the broadcast. Now they're bringing in Patrick Sharp as well. So Philly's definitely doing something over there. Uh, I, huh? think that's, I think that's the best way you can put it is that they're they're doing things and just bringing in old guys who are on the flyers. It wouldn't surprise me if they like hired Ron Hextall as like a managerial <laughs> assistant or something. Yeah, that's when I can get behind. Self-sabotage. So... <laughs> I'm excited. He's going to go back to one of his former teams for him. I'm excited to see what Sharpie can do in the front office. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, let's move on to some rumors and updates. Uh, the LA Kings are rumored to be interested in Pierre-Luc Dubois and Tom Wilson. Wow. What do we have to say about this one, fellas? I have nothing to say about it because it's a rumor and it's based in nothing. And just because they've kicked tires on it. Yeah, okay. The Capitals have kicked tires on Jack Eichel and Austin Matthews. Like that literally, that's just them being like, yeah, we would love to have this guy on your team. Guess what? He's not for sale. Move on. Um, so, so like realistically, I, I actually want to hear this. I'm, I'm not trying to be like um, uh, a troll. What would it take for you to take Tom or to trade Tom? He's in the contract year, right? A so. lot. I've seen a lot of people, a lot of Caps Twitter people like saying, okay, I know everyone's attached to him, whatever, but I would do it for this, this, and that. I am fully of the opinion that I don't move him, period, because I just think that like for the last however many years he's been on the team, it's just been kind of this like, under the rug thing where it's like he is the next leader of this team like he's our next captain he's the future once Ovi's gone he's the leader that the guys in the room respect I just don't I don't think you can put I don't think you can assign a value to it and people are like oh like you really wouldn't give up like however many I forget however many points he scored last year that's what they're equating to which is so stupid in my opinion. It's like, okay, you're really equating this guy, Tom Wilson, to how many points he scored last year. That proves you don't get what he means to this hockey team. It's not about that. I totally agree with Mac. I think like what he brings to the table, you can't really quantify. Like it's not really, it's a multitude of intangible assets. Like, yes, there's the physicality. Yes, there's, you know, the guy can produce when healthy, but it's it's what Mac said. It's the locker room. It's He's the heart and soul of that team. He's probably been the best player on that team for the past two seasons, if you think about it. And to I me, think... it's like he, he's been around during the OV area era. Yes. And I want somebody who's been around during the OV era to lead the next group of capitals. Like I want somebody who OV taught how to lead the team. I don't want some fucking random guy who can score us a billion goals. And it, it makes sense that it's Tom Wilson. Like it wasn't going to be Brooks like because he was too old. It wasn't going to be Jay Beagle because they moved him. It's Tom Wilson who can do it with his voice and back it up with his playing style. I think yeah. honestly, it would take like multiple high first round draft picks to do this. Like I'm talking three or four. That and like current established players too, yep. because you don't know what you're going to get with those draft picks and I'm not willing to gamble like, but, but that's, that's what it comes down to. to. To me, there's too many like, well, yes, if the draft pick pans out and if this guy, whatever. So it's just like, to me, I'm just not doing it period. Like yeah. I, if you want my honest opinion, there's no trade that I'm accepting for Tom Wilson. If I'm the GM, I'm not that's saying the these two players are exactly the same, but it's probably the same reason that Florida won't move Kachuk. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I get what I get. What you're, what you're, I pe I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, I understand. This, like, this is the guy you need to build the team around. Like that. That's yep. why it doesn't make any fucking sense to me that people are speculating about trades. So, and uh, once again, I have no reason to believe that the Capitals are considering trades. I think this is literally all just teams' wish lists and like. Sure, I think I'm, I'm sure guys have called him about it. Like yeah, that's, and yeah. they'll take the phone calls all day yeah. long until but someone not, like, gets their attention, but I don't think yeah. it's happening. I will say for some reason, if he were, I don't think he will, and he's been very vocal that he loves Washington and he wants to stay. For some reason, him like I literally was like, yeah, the Kings, that makes sense. Like I don't know why. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I mean, he would fit in. 
big pat. I feel like they're known for like big power forwards. Uh, he will be 30 years old at the end of this next season when he goes for his new contract. Worth noting. Uh, okay. So will I. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah, we're the same oh, age. <laughs> you and Tommy boy. Yeah. Nice. Alrighty. Uh, Connor Hellebuck is not expected to sign with the Jets. He is going to be an unrestricted free agent. I would like to steal Max Fraze and say, Connor Hellebuck, you are a Pittsburgh Penguin. I think Connor Hellebuck, you are a Buffalo Saber. That sounds really good. Doesn't doesn't the, sound as good. The thing is, does he sign if he gets traded? This because the Jets are going to have to trade him if he's not going to sign an extension with them. Does he sign an extension with the Sabers if that's where he wants to go? So I think I almost don't know. if like if there's a place he actively wants to go to, I think it's pretty likely he signs an extension. But if he goes to Buffalo. It depends on where Buffalo is at and when the trade is done. Is the trade True. during the, during the off season where there's hype around Buffalo, or is it thirty games in when they're may potentially be underachieving for whatever reason? So, yeah, would you want to go on a team that's around five hundred at that point, or a team that has some potential? So, yeah, I think if the if the Jets probably want to get the most value out of him for a trade. The most sense would be to trade him during the offseason because yeah, that team Absolutely. would have him for a full season. Yeah. yeah. But specifically with Buffalo, I think they could squeeze a lot out of him if they wait until the season starts, if that's where he wants to go. The it other one I, I, I think would make a lot of sense is Ottawa. Yeah. That, I, see, that. I could see that one even more. Um, we talked about uh, the kid Levy or Devin. What's his name? Devin um, Levi. Yeah. yeah. He had a sick end of the season. We don't know what he has in store. He could carry that team uh, yeah. for all we know. But you're right. Buffalo could say we're, we're good, honestly. Ottawa yeah. makes a yeah. lot of sense, and that's a scary team if they land him. Yeah, yeah seriously. I think they're they're going to do a lot of stuff this summer. Yeah, new owner, like you just said, too. So uh, wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Tristan Jari is looking for a six- or seven-year deal this offseason I have no comment. LMAO. Good yeah, luck. Yeah, like, buddy. I, like, how do we feel about yeah, that, Harry? What makes you think that, like, why okay, on and, God's and earth? I, Tristan Jari is looking for a six or seven year deal this offseason, and I am looking for a million dollars this summer. <laughs> I'd like yeah, a Ferrari yeah. this week. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm always, I want to date Margot Robbie. It's yeah, not, but it's not going to happen. There we go. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that. I, I just can't see a team giving him that much term for a guy who can't really play a full season ever. You so. know, could it just stop? They can't play. This is like right. Usually when the New York Islanders <laughs> swoop in and go, here's 27 years at 13 yep. million. Yep. Per. <laughs> uh, was it Rick Pietro all mm -hmm. over again? Yep. Or the yeah. Flyers, like, hey, we actually need yet another goalie, and we need to get to the cap floor, so uh, come on over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, the Caps are actively shopping Evgeny Kuznetsov and Anthony Mantha per Frank Saravelli. Nick and Mac, you guys can take the floor on this one. Anthony Mantha, you are a San Jose Shark. <laughs> you didn't have to do him that dirty. 
I was going to say Coyote. Know, feels right. <laughs> yeah. yeah coyote. No, no, no. He's not an LTIR, so he's not going to be a Coyote. True. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I, I'm totally good with the Mampa thing. Get him out of here. I, I have zero, zero reservations there. You can send him wherever you want for whoever you want, and I'd say good deal. Um, Kuznetsov, this one's so tough for me. I feel like this is like a, like a, a toxic ex that you've like broken up with like a million times, but like somehow you're like, but maybe it could still work. You know, like that's, <laughs> that's how I feel about him. I'm like, well, now we have a new coach. Like maybe it'll be different. Like maybe we should hang on to him and maybe it'll be good. But uh, like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of okay with whatever happens with Koozie. Like if we decide to move on and we find the deal, that's right. Great. I guess, you know, it was what it was and and he did a lot for us and yada 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 but if we keep him around and maybe he has a good season with a new coach i, I don't know nick where are you at on this one so i have the perfect analogy for evgeny kuznetsov <laughs> okay. and i this is a deep cut for all you og empty betters listeners evgeny kuznetsov is like my jag mm. oh it looked yep. great. It looked great. There was a couple times where it performed incredibly. There was that one season, you know, where they won the cup that he probably should have won the con Smythe in and was just playing on a completely different planet. But it's been a pretty steady decline for the last four or five years since then. I think it's going to be very, very difficult to move this guy. I think what you're going to have to do if you're gm bm is probably go and say i need you to take this asset and here's another one yeah. to get you to take this asset i wonder if they if he couldn't move both of these players in the same deal but that is also not i mean you, <laughs> you probably Tom can't Wilson too? <laughs> you probably <laughs> right. can't right because you're probably gonna have to do the same thing with mantha even more so like mantha you're, you're probably gonna have to do, do like a do me a favor and take this guy and his fucking contract and here's like a second round pick to go with yep. it or something like that. I mean, either and, way, I expect them to be eating contract on both. Yeah, probably. Would Off you the top done... of your... Oh, you go. Yeah, I was just say, would you have still done the uh, Jakob Verana trade for Anthony Mantha? 100%. Okay. Yeah, it's, I it think it was, it was probably the right call. I mean... Uh, Nick and Mac, off the top of your head, got it, like first thing that you... First jersey you think of when you picture up getting nuts. Kuznetsov traded. What team do you see uh, him rocking a sweater for? I don't know why, but I see Nashville. Oh, I was going to say the Oilers for some reason. The Oilers? Mm Because Trotsy is the GM in Nashville now. And I, I, I don't know. He, I mean, he helped Trotz win the cup in Washington. I could see Nashville. I I could see Barry being like, you know what? I'll give this guy another fucking chance. And, yeah. and honestly, here's the problem. I think wherever he goes, he's going to be really good because I think yeah. that there's still a lot of really good hockey left in Evgeny Kuznetsov. I think he just needs to change the scenery, right? We basically heard that from, from sources close to him that he's lost his love for the game and DC and all that. And who knows again, if that, if that has to do with coaching or just with the, just if he needs a change of scenery in general, I don't know, but We could talk about this probably all day. I got two more that I think would be very, it would be very typical of these teams to go after this player. And that is the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. The Canadiens. Montreal. I could see for sure. Montreal would make sense. Yeah. I'll, I'll add in a couple of Western conference teams to probably make this more realistic. 
Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues. I can see both of those. I could see both of those. St. Louis loves their Russians too. Now, Mantha, I don't know why. I, my, like, I close my eyes and I think Flyers, Devils, or like something horrible like that. Flyers would make a, like, would make too much fucking sense. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he would would get top six minutes there for sure. Mantha for Hayes, straight up. Done. Jesus. Done. Bordarello would probably do oh, that no. himself without telling the GM about it. <laughs> and then he would kill him in practice. But... <laughs> and then our last rumor in Montreal is allegedly trying to trade up to get as high as the second overall pick. They currently have the fifth. Uh, I don't know how that'll all shake out, but we'll see. Um, AHL update. Uh, let the uh, Hershey Bears boys take this one. Scary one last night, but the Bears pulled it off. Uh, the series is now 2-1 Firebirds. Uh, the Bears had a 3-1 lead and a 4-2 lead in the third period, and the, the Birds came all the way back to tie it up in the last minute. Fortunately, Riley Sutter gets it done in overtime on a total Max-style Crease Monkey goal. But, like, I mean, it was sketchy for a while. What did I tell you? That team is fucking scary. They're the very Firebirds, good. They're, like, really good, and it's, like, it's scary. I don't well, know. When you have last year's first overall pick playing for you, yeah. like, yeah, in <laughs> Shane Wright, yeah. True. Uh, Mac, we will wrap this up with trivia. The floor is all yours. Sounds good. Trivia is, as always, brought to you by Elwood's Liquor and Tap. Support your local dive bar and have a beer at Elwood's Liquor and Tap, home of the Pizza Luge, located in the heart of downtown Milwaukee on Water Street. The 70s-inspired bar has a little something for everyone. Uh, from daily happy hour, rotating taps, free birthday perks, and a four-season patio, a good time is always around the corner at Elwoods. They've also got the full NHL package, so make sure to head there for uh, first game of the season next, uh, you know, October. And then, uh, you know, they got TV screens inside now, and you can bring your dogs to the bar as well, which is awesome. So uh, head over to Elwoods. And without further ado, let's close out the season with a little bit of trivia, I had a hard time picking. There's actually a lot of really interesting things that have happened on this day in history, uh, June 14th, throughout the National Hockey League. Um, the one that I want to do, the problem is I can't really like do much. L- let me see what this does. Let me see okay. if I can give you something really vague and if you can let do me see how it. dumb they are. It's more like I know how smart you guys are. So if I give you too much, you're going to know right away. But um, this Never is uh, if you get this one too quick, we'll we'll do my my other one. Um, this is not like a, a game related thing. This isn't about any one game or one series or anything. This is just like a this day in like NHL history in general. OK, and that in and itself is a pretty big hint. Um, what again, I'm going to be really vague. What? significant thing happened to the nhl on this day in 1993 what was it what was announced on this day in 1993 that was pretty significant is it do you guys want me to go you go yeah is it two new teams being added it's it's certainly one okay and are you asking us to name the team yeah I think I know the I oh. think I know pretty sure I know the answer. I'm going okay. to guess the Florida Panthers. That's right. Nice. Okay. All right. So we'll do the other one, but I just wanted to I figured that was that was relevant enough. We had to get that one out there. Sure. 
Um, okay, so with that being said, let me scroll up here. Oh yeah, okay, this is good. <laughs> oh, shit. So um oh, <laughs> all right, let me figure out how I want to read this one to you. Scott Young. Correct. <laughs> um, all right, so hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk amongst talk amongst yourselves for a minute while I dissect this. Daniel Carcillo. Final answer. <laughs> what the hell could he possibly be asking? I don't know. <laughs> I swear to just... I swear to God, if he's like digging through to find some like 1920s, like no, I have goofy I have ass Timothy or tool. Yeah, I'm, just, yeah. I'm trying to figure out which parts of it I need to not read aloud, like which part I want to make the answer, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. Dun, dun. So how is yours? Uh, how what plans do you have this summer, Nick? Um, let's see. Um, give the list. I want to try things. bungee jumping without the cord. See how that goes. I figure oh. I can only mess it up once. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Beautiful. Man. Yeah. All right. All right. So we've done it like this before. So I'll just I'll start really vague. You can fill in the blanks, and then we'll get to the meat and potatoes. All right. So, um, on this day in two thousand six. I'm pretty sure you, you can all tell me what two teams were playing in the Stanley Cup Finals. We've been here before, this, yes. Is this New Jersey and Anaheim? No. That was 03. No. That was 03. Oh, 06 is Edmonton and Carolina. Correct. Oh, okay, right. So we've gotten that out of the way. This was game five that was going on on uh, on June 14th, 2006. Okay. Um, this game went to overtime. And what's significant here is that a shorthanded goal was scored in overtime. I believe for the, let's see. For the first time. Yeah. So for for the first time in the cup final, that is shorthanded goal. So I'm looking for, can you tell me who scored the shorthanded goal? I'm not going to tell you which team. Maybe you remember who won game five. Maybe you don't. Okay. And the final score of the game was four to three. So extra credit, just any of the goal scorers and, oh, who, and who won the game. That's just what we're going to do so, here. So before we answer this, we had a trivia question. I believe it was two or three weeks ago about yep. the same series. And yeah, it was Chris did. Pronger scored the penalty shot in game one. Mm-hmm. And now yes. you're telling me we have a shorthanded goal that won overtime? Yeah, I we think, do. I think I know this. All right. Nick, if if you got it, yeah, because I'm not gonna know this. Is the shorthanded goal scorer Brian Marchment? No. Oh shit! Uh, is it a Stall brother? Somebody tell me who won first. Who won? Who won Game Five? I'm gonna guess Carolina won. I think it was the Oilers that won it, right? It was the Oilers. They staved off okay, elimination. Okay. They avoided oh. being eliminated and forced a Game Six. So okay. you're looking for an Oilers play? The Oilers won four to three. So you got four Oilers goal scorers and three. Let's tank- just get the shorthanded one. I feel like <laughs> yeah. they're all they're all pretty household names. There's actually not many okay. like, weird ones here. So who is uh, Ryan Smith? No, come on, that has to be the answer to every Oilers <laughs> question. <laughs> who is Alesh Hemsky? Okay, so Alesh Hemsky uh, had one of the goals, um, but not the shorty winner. Correct. Okay. So it would have been a guy in a penalty kill. Who was on the penalty kill for the uh for the Oilers back in the day? Let me uh let me just 
retrace the matrix in my brain real quick. Right. And, uh, I we, thought it was bad to be in the matrix. <laughs> uh, was who else was on that fucking this? Team? Okay, I'll tell you this. The guy who scored, this is another crazy thing. The guy who scored the shorthanded goal, it was at 331 of the of the first overtime, right? So pretty early. Quick. He also scored the first goal of the game um, 16 seconds into the first period. Wow. Oh, and by doing that, uh, he was also the, where was this? Had to be the first start of the game, right? I think, oh, I'm yeah. sure it was. Um, but I think he was ah, fuck. I don't know where it is now. But it said like he was the first person to score, um, like the first goal of the game and in overtime or something like that. I can't, I can't. So remember. the the Oilers won four three, but they only had three different goal scores. One of right. which was Oleshemsky. So we have to name two other goal scores. Yes, and the Hurricanes had three goals, but only two goal scores. So one of the Canes guys scored twice as well. The the two Canes goal scorers are super fucking easy. You can knock those out like Rendamore. Right no. Stall. Yes. Probably Justin Williams. Williams. No. I don't know. We so we're guessing every goal scorer in the game. Eric Stahl had two of them. So there's two of them. Eric Cole. Oh, good one. No. Joe Corbo. This- no. Was this too early for Alex Semen? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He, he was, was still on the in DC. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um. All right. Let's. Good hurt. Well, this other, this other Canes guy is like major. Uh. Major. It's not Sergey Samsonov, is it? No. Okay. I feel like if he's saying major, it means like major, major. Yeah. I mean, Eric Stahl is the major one, I think. Right. Who the hell else? Good Hurricanes. Uh, God. <laughs> I was going to say Brett Gleason, and then I was like, a shot. Shot glass. Tanner glass. That's not big. What did I shoot out of here right before the episode? Oh, the wizard, Ray Whitney. Oh. Yes, sir. Oh. Okay. So we got the Hurricanes guys, Stahl and Whitney. Stahl twice and Whitney, yep. So Hemsky once. Hemsky once. And then there was one other regulation oiler one. This one is, I think you guys have guessed this guy like last time when I was looking for an Oilers goal scorer, if I'm not mistaken. A little bit of a deeper cut, but definitely like a household name for for us NHL heads. Was it Dustin Penner? No. Was he on the Oilers? He was at one point, but probably not that early. Pisani? He was on the he, he was on the Ducks the next. Pisani year. is the one who did the uh the the shorty and the first. Oh wow! Nice. So you've seen one more goal scored yep. for the Oilers. Yep. Uh, this wow. is now twice I've made you guys guess Fernando Pisani. You have. <laughs> <laughs> is this last goal scorer a big name or not really? I see. This is the one I'm saying is like a a little bit of a deeper cut, but but I think he's a total household name if you played any of the early NHL games like we all did. Like I mean. I didn't start playing NHL until Can you... 2010. <laughs> Who is Sammy Sallow? No, hold on. Let me let me um multiple choice. <laughs> so he he's a center. Okay. And he's a, he's a right-handed center, Canadian is it, player. Is it Jared Stoll? No. Well, way too early for Jared Stoll. Yeah. Although I don't know where he played at that time. 
drafted in 1992. Oh, that guy. Oh, man. So he was 14 years in by yeah, that Jesus. time that cup final came around. Did Peter Schaefer play for the Oilers, or am I totally making that up? Don't know, but that's not the answer. Okay. A right-handed 14-year veteran that's a center on the 2006 Edmonton Oilers. Was drafted 40th overall in 1992 by a different Canadian NHL team. Okay. And answer your question, Schaefer did not play ever play for the Oilers. He played for the Canucks and the Sens. Stay hot, Nick. Um, I guess Jared Stoll. I don't even think he was in the fucking league. So. <laughs> Has this player won a Stanley Cup in his career? Mm, that's a great question. I would guess. Do we get multiple choice? I would guess no. Hold on. I'm <laughs> never going to guess this. I could do the thing where I tell you all the different teams he's played for. That might all be right. that. All right. Let me. Uh... He's drafted in 92. Well, just because he was drafted in 92 doesn't mean he started his career then. Right. Correct. Um, so he first got some NHL play, just a wee bit of it, in the 93 94 season. Then he got a little more in the 94-95 season, both of those years with the Vancouver Canucks. That's who drafted him. Then he became like a full-time NHLer from, oh my God, no, 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 ads. Uh, full-time NHLer from like 95 to 2000, all with the Sabres, also rocked the C for them throughout most of that time. I didn't know the Sabres. Oh, oh. no way. Then was the captain of the Islanders for a bit. Michael Pekka. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. That name actually sounds familiar. Oh, my God. Hey, by the way, Jared Stoll did play on that team. I just looked it up. <laughs> Wait, what? He, he, was on, he was on the Oilers in 2006? Wait, yep. this is crazy. I didn't know this. Bonus bonus points here. Can anyone tell me who Fuck. Michael Pekka ended his career with? He played two years with this team from 07 to 09. What conference? And he played almost every single game with with this team for both of those years, and uh, also wore an A. The Thrashers, good guess. No, but like equally as random. Coyotes, <laughs> no. CBJ boys. Wow, <laughs> really? Did not know that. <laughs> Damn. You learn a little bit of everything on the Empty Betters podcast. Really? I like <laughs> the last two seasons. Apologies for the, uh, of... the disorganization on that one, but no, I, you're I good. Like... I don't think of him as an Oiler at all. I think of him as a Saber first, and then as a I think, I think of the player that Islanders Islander. fans were angry at for like ten years. I think of the Islanders and the Oilers, but he yeah. did play like way like a large percentage of his career with sabers and was their captain for like a while so i mean that makes sense i had no idea he was drafted by vancouver either i didn't know that i, did I definitely either. didn't know that yeah. all right well we uh we appreciate the the trivia segment there thank you mac for that uh last question and then we're out of here no analysis i want a one word answer who's gonna win the stanley cup next year go Oilers, and I hate myself for saying Whoa. that. You learn, Nick. The Avs. I think they get back somehow. Odds on favorites, Jackson. 
I'm going to go realistically. I'm going to say the Tampa Bay Lightning. But we all know it's Connor Bedard, baby. Rookie season, Stanley Cup. Wow. MVP Con Smythe, it's coming. <laughs> Unless just, he's like Bugs Bunny in the like the baseball skit where he's like playing every position, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's happening. Hey, we got cap space and there are a lot of good free agents out there. there you you go. never know. I'm gonna go off the board. I'm gonna go with the Seattle Kraken. Whoa! Oh, what? Beat the Golden Knights record one year. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> All right, that'll wrap up this episode. The fifth season of Empty Betters is officially done and in the history books. We appreciate the support all season long. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you for all the interaction on social media. We really do appreciate it. We might go a little bit dark here for a couple of weeks just to detox. It's been a lot lately, <laughs> but uh, we definitely appreciate all the love and support. So without further ado, class dismissed. Class dismissed.